Welcome to the Leadership Recipes Podcast, where we look at different challenges that leaders face and how to address them. This podcast is for you, so I invite you in to listen and engage all of the ingredients and see which one fits you best. It's time to fill the pantry. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Leadership Recipes, uh, a, a beginner's cookbook. I uh, really want to appreciate everybody's support uh, from the first episode or the uh, introduction episode that we had last week. And I uh, want to get started right into talking about something uh, that we mentioned last week, and that was the the simple recipes and the four four items that we mentioned there were the first one was genuinely care about others. The second one was listen intentionally and respond accordingly. Third was being selfless. And then fourth was living with integrity. And that's doing what you say you're going to do. We're going to kind of go through the next few episodes where we break down each one of these uh, ingredients of this recipe. Just some thoughts that I have on uh, just how each one of these work. And the first one that we're going to start off with this week uh, is going to be genuinely care about others. And at face value, a lot of people will say, well, of of course, yeah, I get it. You know, care about others, whatever, got it. Um, but really what I want to do is peel the potato back a little bit and peel the onion back, as maybe some would say, and really give it a, a, a deeper thought um, into what that really means of genuinely caring about others. You know, for a lot of people, uh, you know, it's just, well, hey, I know their name, you know, uh, you know, I know what their favorite sports team is. But but really, it goes deeper than just that ID number they're using to clock in with every day, you know, or to swipe, swipe a badge. You know, it's a lot deeper than that. It, it's, um, you know, it, it's more about getting to know that person. So I want you to take just just a moment and think about well, what does it really mean to genuinely care about the people that you lead every day. Because the reality is you can't just expect people to buy in and care about what they're, um, what they're supposed to be doing just because you know their name and that sports team that they like. It doesn't work that way. What, you like the same team, so, oh, we have something in common, so, yeah, there you go. No, that's not it. Because you may, you may, you may like a totally different sports team. You may not even like that sport at all. So how do you find that common ground? It's about being interested in what makes that person tick, about what makes that person excited. You know, they may be excited about underwater basket weaving. And I know we, we talk about that as a joke a lot of times, but that's the reality of it. They may have interest that you have no idea about or really could not care less about. Well, how do you find some common ground? How do you how do you become curious about what's going on in their life? Now, I'm not talking about getting all personal and knowing all their personal details. The reality of that is that a lot of times our associates are going to tell you that regardless of if you want it uh, or not. So, uh, you know, be careful of that one for sure. Be sure uh, be sure to be careful with the door that you open there. Um, but what if it is a subject that you really don't know anything about? Well, there, there's a few questions and few things that you can learn uh, that just helps the conversation versus just, okay, today is what you're supposed to do. You know, this is what I need you to do. It's, hey, how was your weekend? What, you know, what'd you do? Did you get to go to that soccer game? Did you get to do this? Did you do that? How's your, how's your uh, spouse feeling? You know, how's your wife? How's your husband? Uh, significant other. You know, how's your son doing in math class? And you may think, well, that has nothing to do with work. But what I would challenge you to 
think differently about is that has everything to do with work. When people realize, okay, they really care about me, the person, me, the individual, and not just what I can contribute. Because let's not be mistaken, we all have to contribute. We all have to do our job and do it well. That's not what we're talking about. But if we can get to doing our job and knowing that my leader supports me in what I'm doing, they're interested in what I'm doing. If I have to call in one day because I have a sick parent or a sick child, well, because of the relationship I have with my people, I already kind of know that well, that, that family member's been sick or this is what's going on, so forth and, and, and so on. So finding that common ground, getting to know them a little bit better, just uh, uh, on a little deeper level. Um, you know, in my experience, just through the years, it's, it hasn't always been the leader that's always, you know, that you always are going to agree with. Uh, you know, it's not always the leader that's bubbly, that's always happy, that makes the best leaders. It's the ones that that were genuinely interested in their associates' lives. They listened and they they responded accordingly when, uh, you know, when, when, when a time was needed to respond. You know, knowing things, like I mentioned a little earlier about the family's lives. You know, do you even know their spouse's name? Do you know... Do they, if they have children, and if they do, how many? What's their names? What are they interested in? What are, what pets do they have? You know, did they grow up in the area? If they didn't, then how do they like living here now? What were some of the great things they liked about where they grew up? Uh, you know, what was what was cool about that? Do you ever want to get back there someday? Those types of things. Now, uh, you know, you're not going to get all these answers all at once. You know, so don't sit there with a checklist. Okay, let me ask you, uh, what's, what's your wife's name? What's your husband's name? Uh, what's your kid's name? Uh, what's your, you know, you have a dog, you have a cat. Let it just happen organically. Let it just happen just through conversation. You'll pick up a little snippet here, a little snippet there. Uh, you know, so really don't try to get all these answers at one time because then people are like, you know, you're shining a spotlight on them in an interrogation room and they're wondering what in the world's going on because maybe you've never asked these kind of questions before and they think, you know, am I in trouble? Did I do something wrong? But over time, these answers will come and, and you just work that into the conversation and it's just more, it's just a more friendly environment, um, you know, it, it's something that I've asked over the past few years to to uh, just people that I've taught and just from my experience, just really thinking about leaders is the question of, you know, when you really think about it, what is the difference between you and the leader you replaced? Because more than likely, everybody listening to this podcast right now at some point has replaced somebody. What's the difference between you and them? I mean, really, think about it. What's the difference? Some of you will say, well, you know, I'm going to do this differently and I'm going to do that and I'm going to make sure blah, blah, blah. But really, think about it from an associate standpoint. What are they thinking the difference is? I don't know about you, but I've, I've had people... Uh, I've heard people say, yeah, they're, they're going to be just like the last one. And that's the difference, is that there is no difference. And a lot of people, you know, they kind of look at me funny when I have said that in the past. Well, no, I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be. But to the associate, they know no different. They don't really have any idea. 
how you're going to be different. All they know is that you're the new leader. And in their minds, in many of their minds, they're thinking, okay, yeah, how is this one going to be any different? Well, I, you know, I hear with my eyes kind of thing. Um, and so we, we want to be cognizant of that and understand that you can be the difference if you choose to be the difference. See, because they're thinking you're one and the same, but then you start listening. You start responding in a timely manner. You start helping them. Maybe the things that they hadn't received before. You know, they were told all the right things by the last leader. Many of the same things you're going to say, but that last leader never followed through. Think about the impact that you'll have if you follow through, if you do those things. They're going to think, wow, you know, and maybe for the first thing, yeah, okay, they're, they're new, they're new, give them some time, but then you just keep coming back, you keep coming back, and you keep coming back every time, and they're like, wow, this, this leader really does mean what they say, because the reality is, folks, that people couldn't care less how much they get accomplished with you as their leader. They're there, if they're an hourly associate, they're there getting their, their, hourly wage, no matter what. What they care about is how you connect with them. And I know that's tough. It's extremely hard uh, for me, or was extremely hard for me, and frankly is uh, something that I still have to work on. You know, there many years ago, there was a time where part of me was just like, get it done, get it done right now. I don't care what you need, what you need to do. I just need to see the result, period. That's what I need. Well, the results came, but as we'll discuss in a, in a later episode, um, after we finish these four ingredients to the simple recipe, it came at a very big cost for me. Find that common ground. Understand that, that you know, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Because people are just going to look at you like, oh, there, there they come again. I'm about to get my head ripped off. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want somebody with that opinion. Of me, And so if you don't want someone with that opinion, then we have to do something different. Now, you know, everyone that you speak with, they may not want you to get to know them on that on a personal level. And that's totally cool. Perfectly fine. But pay attention to what you observe with that person. You know, if you have, uh, you know, Jersey Day at work, you know, with, with your favorite team, pay attention to that and see that, OK, they like this team. Well, hey, hey who's your favorite player? And then when that that favorite player, if you hear that they did something well during a game, then you can bring that up to them, and you'll see you'll see them just kind of relax a little bit, and they'll brighten up. You know, that's your ticket, that's your way in to them, because maybe they don't want you to know all the other stuff. And again, that's cool. But what are some of the things that you can talk about to where it's not one hundred percent work one hundred percent of the time? Think think about this. You know, when one of your associates is going through a hard time, what, what are your thoughts about the situation? Is it, oh, man, that, that's really bad. You know, that sucks to be them. I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Or are you there with an, with an open mind and an open, um, you know, ear just to listen? Sometimes being a good listener is louder than anything you could ever say to them. Just listen. They, oftentimes, they don't need you to solve their problems. They just need a sounding board. They just need, you know, if you've been through an experience that's similar to theirs, maybe you can offer some advice. You know, that, that's one thing that separates great leaders from good ones. The one that will take the time, even when there's a lot going on, even when there's demands of the business and pressing down on you and them, 
you're in a leadership position because you're allowed to be. So take that opportunity to really, really work with your associates. I'll say it again. You are in a leadership position because you are allowed to be in that leadership position. I I know uh, if you've been around any length of time, you've seen, you've probably seen good managers go away. And in large part, it's because enough people didn't like them. Doesn't make it right, but it happens. Now, that doesn't mean let everybody do what they want to do, you know, so that people like you, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't want everybody to gang up on me that I don't have a job. That's not the point. What I'm saying is you have to be firm, fair, and consistent with your associates. If you're those three things, firm, fair, and consistent, everything's going to be okay. They'll respect you for that. Being allowed to have the responsibility of leading others is a great charge that you have. But how cool is it that someone believed in you enough to say, hey, you're going to lead this team? I think it's pretty awesome. You know, with that... Though you know you have to absorb the complexity for your associates. Take the complicated pieces of work, refine it down, make it simple for your associates to understand and do. You know those are the people that are really uh, recognized as the great leaders, the ones that can take a message and apply it to whoever they need to talk to. You know sometimes our associates' lives, oh my goodness, they're complicated. Sometimes life punches them right in the face. You know, I know that's that sounds aggressive, but that's the reality of it. Then there's you. Then you come along, the one that can that can greatly alter that person's way of life. What does it say about a leader that kicks someone uh, when they're down? Ha ha! Yeah, they're down. Ha! I'm gonna, you know, I've been meaning to get rid of them, or I've been trying to get rid of them. Here's my chance. Honestly, step back and think about that. I know you've worked with people like that before. I'm not talking about the repeat offenders who take advantage of the, of the system. I'm not talking about those. I'm just talking about the leader that has become hardened by the acts of a few that their leadership is is to not see everyone's situation as its own. They've taken the actions of a few and applied it to everybody. But then again, there's you. You come along. What does it say about the leader that does the things that we talked about earlier. You know, they listen. They offer suggestions based off their experience. You know, one time I had an associate that that came to me and he was having some financial problems and he didn't know what to do. He was behind on his bills. His power uh, power was about to be turned off. You know, I shared with him that I had been in that same situation. And I had. There had been times where I was like, okay, what what bill am I not going to pay this month? so that I make sure I pay my power bill because I'm already a month behind and I can't have my power shut off. And I was a salaried leader, but I shared that with him. And so he it opened him up to be able to, to be receptive of what I was telling him. You know, your associates are looking at you as, as, as you know, up on this pedestal, but if you can get down with them and say, hey, you know, I've had rough times too. It helps bridge that gap. You know, it helps show that, that you're human. It really, it really makes for a great uh, relationship starter, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and really all these things kind of go into what I like to call the emotional bank account. I know you've probably heard that before. But making deposits in those emotional bank accounts, you know, putting into them. I'd much rather give somebody the opportunity to improve, which in turn is going to create commitment from them. Right when you think about it, I'm putting into you their their commitment's going to increase. Then I would have to constantly turn 
turn headcount. It costs companies thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to replace people. So many times, they, well, well, they're new. You know, we're hiring for this position and that position. You know, doesn't that get old? Doesn't it get old to have to constantly hire somebody? Create the environment where the associates enjoy what they're doing, what they're walking into. They understand, you know, hey, we've got standards, but they also know that they've got a great leader in you that's going to help them along the way. So in closing, there's just a couple things that, that you know, a couple takeaways I'd challenge you to, to work on over the next few weeks. Um, and, and the first one is make a list of all of your associates. You know, what's their first and last names? Write down things you know about them, things you don't know about them. You know, maybe break it down into work and personal. I, I don't know, however you want to break that down. And the things that you don't know, would you like to find out about them? You know, bring it, just kind of bring it up casually in conversation. Then when you find that information out, you know, just about everybody has a smartphone. But if you don't, use a piece of paper. Use a note card like I used to do. And just jot it down. And next time you have a conversation with that person, bring it up. So just a couple things that I would like, uh, you know, I challenge you to work on uh, just based off what we talked about today. And so I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for your time. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Leadership Recipes.